Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, guys. Uh, back with you with another division preview. Podcast number 259. Today, uh, me and Sir Corey Dows are going to go over the NFC South division preview. we got one left after this, NFC West. So thank you guys for uh, sticking w- with us. Um, if you guys didn't hear the, the last two, the NFC North and the NFC East, Dows ended up doing that by himself. I think it came out really well. Uh, probably, th- I think it was exactly 33 minutes on each one. That was purely um, by chance. I don't know how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, like, he he did like twenty five takes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to make it perfect. Yeah, no, I'll but figure um, out a way to make money on this. <laughs> yeah, um, I was away last week. Other guys couldn't do it, so Dad's like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna get on there, hammer two out, and boom, got some, uh, got three in a row out last <laughs> week." So, um, NFC South today. We'll give you a, another podcast t- tonight. Actually, it's going to be about the Dublin Cook and uh, Zeke Elliott news, the implications, but we'll get to that later. Uh, this one, we're not going to go over any news, but before we do that, follow us on X, Instagram, and Facebook at Top Shelf, F-N-T-S-Y, and TopShelfFantasy.com. Um, we will have our sleepers, breakouts, busts, dart throws, and bounce back players on the site tomorrow. Um, as well as the draft kit, um, probably Friday, um, as close as we can to the weekend. I know it's, I believe it's draft weekend. I think they call this the the, the fantasy football draft weekend. So uh, we, we want to get that out to you, especially with the new signings and injuries happening in preseason. Get that updated to you on Friday. That way you have the freshest, most dope cheat sheet you can have uh, during a draft weekend. Um, all right, we'll get into it. So NFC South. Let me get into the docket actually real quick. Um, we got the Saints, uh, the Bucks, the Falcons, and the Carolina Panthers. Not the sexiest division uh, we're gonna be talking about. So a straight uh, up weird one too, with three out of four teams going seven and ten. Like, talk about not much in between a division. Did they really? Yeah. The the Bucks ran oh, away. So with that's it why the Bucks nine. made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yep, how bad nine. Was. So uh, a losing record gets them into the playoffs. And then uh, I think the, I want to say it was the Panthers who were in second. Um, with yeah, I forget the who led the, t- yeah, yeah. the tiebreakers. And um, the, I think the Saints were in last and the, uh, and the Falcons were in third. Yeah, I think that works out. It's gross. Wow, that's, that's pathetic. Not even one winning record there. Um, yeah, a weak division. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we'll get into the worst. All right. Yeah, I guess we'll go to the take it, take in order. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I guess we'll go to the Saints first, since they actually yeah. did technically finish uh, fourth. So again, seven and ten record last season. Uh, they bring back Dennis Allen as the head coach. The OC is still there. Pete Carmichael. That's correct, right? Did you do that? Yep. That is correct. Coaches All too. Okay. Yep. All right. So he's been there for quite a bit. Um. Well, so Pete Carmichael came over with Dennis Allen, um, but that's just Pete Carmichael's uh, full time in in the in the league. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so he's been there for two years. This is yeah. third year, though. Okay, yep. all right, yep. all right. That that's fair. Um, I mean, in this day and age, if you're on a team for a third year, that's a long time to me. <laughs> These coaches yeah. are moving like crazy. So, uh, the team, of course, they 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 um 
bring back Jameis Winston as quarterback to be the backup to newly signed. I didn't even really add it in there, did I? Oh, I did. All right. <laughs> Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr. I'm like, that's a pretty big uh, thing to add. So Derek Carr uh, coming over from a disappointing season-ish from the Raiders, uh, pretty much getting benched um, last season at the end to Jared Stidham. Um, I, I think it's an upgrade to what they had last year and like Andy Dalton um, and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill and whoever that other guy was. Who the fuck that guy's name? Oh, the uh, the rookie kid. Yeah, he sucked yeah, too. I, I don't think he played, but he's pretty much Taysom Hill. Um, yeah. So Derek Carr, of course, will get the start there. Jameis Winston, uh, we saw we did it last week in preseason. He's a fine backup, one of the better ones, more fun ones for fantasy in case Carr does go down. Um, I mean, it's Mr. 30 for 30. I mean, the, the guy's a living legend. Yeah, I mean, it's the, a similar kind of offense to what Jameis had when he was in, in Tampa with the great wide receivers kind of dotting the field. Um, so if for any reason Derek Carr does go down, you certainly have Jameis there waiting in the wind or waiting in the wings ready to go. But Derek Carr, for what it's worth, I mean, he I don't want to say he had a great season last year. I mean, he didn't finish as a QB one. He kind of gave way whatever, whether it was a politics thing or whatever, he gave way to backup quarterbacks playing instead of him. But um, you look at, you know, the receivers he supported and there were guys out there that had that had values. So, um, you know, Devontae Adams obviously goes and gets his own. He had 180 targets last year. But if you transfer that over to the Saints with Derek Carr, I mean, there's a real world to expect like Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, if he can stay healthy, um, A.T. Perry, maybe if he can hang around on the team. Who's the other wide receiver? I'm forgetting there. Rashid Shahid, Shahid uh, yeah. if he can bounce back from his injury. Like these guys could all be involved. I mean, you, you've seen over the years Derek Carr get Devontae Adams right now. Prior to that, he he's had guys like Hunter Renfro showing up and, and putting in um, pretty decent numbers. Uh, he's gotten it done. Amari Cooper was there for a bit and he had a great season or a couple great seasons. So, um, he, he's shown that he has a history, history of getting it done. So I'm kind of happy to see Derek Carr there. I think, uh, we hate on him because of his eye shadow a little bit or his eyeliner, but he's a pretty decent NFL quarterback and the saints paid him to do exactly that. So, uh, it remains to be seen. We'll see who ends up being the top target there. I know there's a lot of discussion between the Olave, uh, truthers versus the Michael Thomas truthers. The, you know, the dwindling number that there may be left. But um, there, there's definitely a lot of hope around the Saints team this year. And I think a lot of people expect them to improve on that 7-10 and 10 record from a year ago. Yeah, I mean, I I think they could be in, uh, in the top of this division. I, I don't think that's hard to say. Um, right. But I mean, I, I think him and Olave with just Carr not really caring so much of chucking the ball down the field. That could be a lot of fun. Um, so you you got Olave, Michael Thomas as the one and two. Um, I I think the third target there would probably be Juwan Johnson, the tight end that they brought back. They got Foster Moreau there. He's more of a blocking tight end, so fantasy value probably not too much other than a dynasty league stash. Um, Taysom it is Hill. very interesting, you know, considering what Derek Carr's done with the tight end position his whole career. Um, you right. know, he's had Darren Waller for the last few years, which is you know an elite style tight end. I'm not, I'm not sure that you have that caliber of a player between Johnson or Moreau or Taysom Hill for that matter. But if there's somebody who likes to throw to the tight end, Derek Carr definitely fits that bill. 
Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, and Jawan Johnson's more of a the passing or receiving tight end, sorry. Yeah. Um, than anyone else on the team. So he could definitely take on that role. I think he's a sneaky tight end this year. Tight end eleven last season, so and that's with the legs of Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. So he should be able to build off that or or at the very least probably stay around tight end eleven. 13, which really doesn't matter. Um, I mean, he was able to put up seven touchdowns last year, which that you know, boosted that'll, that'll essentially <laughs> make you a, a <laughs> tough one. Yeah, yeah. tight end one. Exactly. Um, other than that, I mean, just some departing free agents. God, they were old last year. Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Lat Murray, part of the season, Jarvis Landry, Tony Jones, Dwayne Washington, Adam Troutman, Jordan Howard. This, God, the RBs there were so old. Uh, Marcus Calloway, Nick Vanette, Deontay Hardy. A lot of people gone there. Of, um, and other than that, they, they, they draft A.T. Perry, like y- you said. They draft Kendra Miller, their running back, which we'll get into. Um, I guess we can get into it now. They also bring in Jamal Williams, who led the league in touchdowns last season. So they got Jamal, they got Kendra, and of course they have Alvin Kamara, who is now suspended that we know. Uh, for three games, um, which I think is a win for a Kamara owner. You you knew he was going to get suspended. If it's three, I think I'll take that all day over six. Which, yeah, I mean, I was. You know, I feel like six, six is yeah. always the the threshold. Like, all right, six is like the you know Jameis Williams got caught gambling. Um, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, isn't they, as severe. But <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's the, the the punishments in the NFL follow no rhyme or reason. It's almost like reaching in a hat and grabbing whatever you grab, but. Um, yeah, three games is perfect. Honestly, that's probably a good thing for Kamara. Stay fresh. Don't overwork him too early in the season. Um, you know, let the offense, the new offense for that matter, work out the kinks. And then Kamara comes in to, to dominate as he usually does. Um, I mean, it, they, they've gotten a lot younger, which is nice. Like you said, everybody that you just listed is old and on their way out of the league. Except for Dwayne Washington. He actually just got signed by the Broncos. Um, yeah. Which is hilarious. Really- but um so Antonio Jones yeah. is there too and Trapman and Callaway. And they uh so they Sean worked Payton's out, just taking name? all these guys. Oh, they're uh Hunt. Yeah, they worked out Hunt too. So I mean this backfield could I don't think he ends up in, in New Orleans, but it could get even more crowded, which would be uh I don't know, a bit of a nightmare from a fantasy perspective, especially if you're already a hunt owner in Dynasty. It's probably yeah. the last spot you want to be going. And Kendra Miller did get hurt in camp. Um so that might be more of a oh, you know. Miller's hurt over Kamara's suspended. But I mean, like you said, they brought Hunt in, so they don't it sign seemed Hunt. almost reactionary to that Kendra Miller injury. And then yeah. I heard that it's just a calf strain. So theoretically he they should might, be back. They, yeah, they could have been scared. Like, yeah, you know, it's oh, actually yeah. not as bad as you thought. So Oh yeah. I mean panic a little bit. You're like, well, they they you know, they get news before we do. They might have already known at that point that Dalvin Cook was going to the Jets and Zeke was going to the Patriots. You know, it could have just been working out the details of the contract info. So they call up the last kind of veteran running back available and say, Hey, get down here today. We might have a role for you. And then yeah, he's fine. So no offer comes through. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we move on, uh, vacated targets, 123 vacated rushing attempts, 129. And you gotta think that's uh, Michael Thomas, not playing a full year. Um, yeah. MT at 22 targets. I mean, uh, you assume he's healthy. You think a lot of might go up from 119. Yeah. I'd like to see Alave get to that 130, 140 range. I think that that sits a little bit prettier with him. But he also needs to um, 
convert at a little bit higher rate. I mean, and, and I'm not blaming him. I'll blame Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just over 60%. I'm blaming the quarterback play. <laughs> yeah. How many were those catchable? Right. Right. Down exactly. to. But I mean, like, yeah, we said the vacant targets 123. It could even be higher than that because Derek Carr is a better pass overall. So, um, right. All right. We'll uh, move on. Um, all right. You're up. We can take whatever shit team you want. Yeah, I'll just keep going in order. We'll do the Bucks next. Um, well, why not, right? So the Bucks obviously, with the biggest piece of news that Tom Brady is retired. So he's not there this year, which leaves them in flux at the quarterback position. They go out, they sign Baker Mayfield. They still have Kyle Trask there. Um, I don't know that the Bucks consider either of these guys long-term solutions at the quarterback position or if they're just stop gaps for the time being. Uh, no matter how you dice it, Baker Mayfield has a hurdle to overcome, uh, and that hurdle is his last few years in the NFL where he's failed to impress in any of his numerous landings, minus that one game for L.A. where he showed up with five minutes to prepare and actually play pretty well. Um, and then Kyle Trask has the hurdle to overcome that he's never done anything in the NFL worth noting. He has one game played, and he's three for nine. So um, that needs improvement if he's going to do anything. I, they're going to fight it out in camp. I think Baker's been selected as the the number one quarterback, but that can change. Not um, yeah. not yet. I think not, they're no, still okay, going. So it's not even yet. All right, so they're yeah, still battling they're still going back and forth. I think Baker's look better. I don't know if anyone's looked good, but yeah. Baker's look better than they were. Tra- like it's back and forth. It, it, it's pre it's preseason hype. Trask, yeah. you know, had a good throw one day, but Baker completed you know four for five for eighty yards and right. touchdown. Like right. he was better than the two minute trail. At the end of the day, it's one of the worst quarterback rooms in the league. So it's like, yeah, I know someone in one of my dynasties that that owns both. Like you know, I solidify the Bucks uh, starting quarterback. I'm like, cool. You have QB 32 in the league. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> like, like good for you. <laughs> you have 32 and 33. We're yeah, awesome. awesome. Great team. Yeah. Uh, Virgil Mango has them in in our league as well. Uh, both guys. So that's laugh out loud funny. Apparently, people really want to lock these guys up. Um. As far as their departing free agents and their targets and uh, vacated targets and, and rushing attempts, Lenny Fournette is probably the biggest one departing 83 targets he leaves behind, as well as 189 rush attempts, followed by Gio Bernard, Julio Jones, Brashad Perriman, Scotty Miller, Jalen Darden, Cameron Brake, Cole Beasley, and Kyle Rudolph. So you get some halfway decent names in there, um, but... Leonard Fournette has still failed to sign anywhere else in the league. And with these guys all taking off, you have 237 vacated targets alongside 235 vacated rushing attempts. So you get a a lot of stuff going on with a team that doesn't have the leadership that they've had for years and years. I mean, um, not that I doubt Todd Bowles. I actually like Todd Bowles as a head coach quite a bit, but no Tom Brady means no on the field leader. Baker Mayfield, is not going to throw the ball as effectively as even a 40 plus year old Tom Brady. Um, So maybe we see those targets even creep down a bit. If not, you're still looking at probably a good amount of volume going to the studs that you expect to be there, you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. But like we just talked about when we talked about the targets thrown to Olave, what's the quality of that target? And, And I think that's where I get a little bit of pause on, the Tampa Bay receiving room for the first time in years. Um, you know, we had our draft this past weekend and I had the opportunity to take Godwin and Godwin, uh, Godwin and Mike Evans. And I just kind of let it go by and said, I'll, I'll wait and take somebody else. And, you know, if they come back to me super late, I would have grabbed them. But um, the faith I have in them producing at the same level is definitely diminished given the quarterback play that we're about to see this year. 
Um, the flip side, one guy whose role I do expect to grow exponentially. I'm, I've been on this guy for a while now. Uh, Rashad White, he's actually uh, a breakout of mine this season. Yeah, breakout is where I had yeah. him because he's like, yeah. Um, I mean, he saw 129 rush attempts last year with 58 targets, and he turned those 58 targets into 50 catches. So he's definitely no slouch catching the ball at 86, over 86 percent. Um, he finished RB 38 last year. He's being drafted as an RB uh, 27, I believe, this year. And I think it's easy to expect him to finish as almost an RB one, uh, given the the way this team is looking to play out. Um, again, I don't want to keep bashing Baker, but if he can't throw the ball, they're going to lean on short passes to the running back Rashad white or running the ball even more. And then just using the throws and play actions to keep the defenses honest. And I think white's so explosive that he's going to be able to, to really fill, um, a fantastic role. And he doesn't have a ton of competition breathing down his neck. So, uh, he's, he's a guy that I think a lot of people are not sleeping on because he's still, you know, drafted high enough, especially in dynasty leagues. He probably went pretty early in most leagues, but, um, definitely somebody that he's kind of being forgotten about because of the team situation surrounding him, you know, Baker Mayfield being bad doesn't mean that Rashad White's going to see a dip in, in production at all. But quite honestly, it could be the opposite. So, um, he's probably the, the crown jewel of, of this offense this year, this draft for the Tampa Bay Bucks, at least as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And like you said, the, there's not much behind him. I know everyone wanted to find like, right, who's going to be, you know, the handcuff there because he'll have value. The Keyshawn Vaughn, I'm taking Sean Tucker in the third run of rookie drafts. Um, Chase Edmonds is uh, sitting there. Chase Edmonds is there. But like, look, just, the more I look at this and the more I see like news and preseason and how these guys have played in the pre- on week one, I R- Rashad white stands alone by far. Like there's not going to be, you know, a one, a one B by any means, there's going to be a handcuff. Sure. But, um, Rashad white, I think like it, it's, it's hard to find a guy in the NFL that can, you know, be a three down back. And I think Rashad White can be that with the Bucks. Like you, you said, if Baker's there, trash doesn't matter who it is. Their goal is to run the ball first. And again, it's it's not a great division, so it's not like you know they're going to be down a crap load when they play these three other teams twice a year. So I think Rashad White could, what you said, RB twenty eight, twenty nine drafted, yeah, something like that, twenty seven, somewhere should in that be, range. Should, should be able to crush. I, I mean, yeah, this team does suck. Um, Touchdowns will be limited, to say the least. Yeah. But volume alone, like, you just take the volume alone. Right, exactly. And I, I think um, we always say, you know, talent wins out and volume wins out. And the guy's got both coming his way. So mm-hmm. uh, fantastic spot for him to be. I mean, they didn't really add anybody else, I think, worth mentioning. Payne Durham is a rookie coming in. I don't even know who that is. Me neither. So, yeah, rock and roll. Trey Palmer. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and I, I think we, we always mention the guys going out, and really when you have a guy like Tom Brady leaving your team, you're seeing just a, a complete overhaul of everything that you could possibly expect. It's an integral piece to the offense. It's not like losing a running back, wide receiver, you know, defensive player. It's losing the quarterback. And you saw it with the Patriots. If you need more evidence, um, their entire team shifted the second Brady was out of town. So remember that when you draft uh, any bucks this year. All right, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. Another 7-10 record, uh, same as 2021, 7-10. They're very consistently bad uh, or (laughs) mediocre, which is never a good spot to be in the NFL. But um, it is what it is. Uh, Arthur Smith's still there. Um, 
which is great for the rookie running back they got, which we'll talk about. Desmond Ritter is still there. His rookie season was last year. Um, Marcus Mariota is gone. He was pretty much gone at the end of last season anyways. They only bring in Taylor Heineke. Um, so I expect Ritter to start. I know it's a QB battle, but with a team like this, you might as well see what you got in your rookie or not rookie second year quarterback. Um, yeah, I mean, for what it's worth, he didn't throw an interception last year and was 63% completion. So it could have been worse. I yeah, think he was been a lot worse. <laughs> I think he was a lot, a lot worse. I mean, he's had his games here and there, but yeah, I expect yeah. Ritter to be the starter. Um, talk about the running backs now, then Tyler Algier is still there. Quintero Patterson is still there. Uh, Algier had a great end of the season last year. Um, that's all gone now. Uh, they bring in Brian Robinson, the rookie running back. I mean, he's going some drafts RB3 overall after CMC and Eckler have seen him go RB2. I mean, people are excited for him in Arthur Smith offense, and he should be getting the ball early and often and, and a lot. So poor Algier, he's just a, a handcuff now. I don't. I wouldn't roster him. Be like, all right, you know, Robinson's a rookie. Elgier will get time. No, that's bullshit. There is many guy like Robinson out of the uh, out of college in a very, very long time. Probably Saquon yeah. was the last one. Yeah, he's like a legit every down back stud. Um, and Arthur Smith's a guy who will ride one running back. We've seen him do it with Derrick Henry. So uh, I- I'm on the same page as you. I'm not considering Tyler Algier handcuff if you're dynasty yes handcuffs matter if you're redraft I'm not bothering um if for some reason Bajan Robinson goes down and gets hurt I will just dump all my fab on Tyler Algier at that point and I'll be happy I mean maybe not I wouldn't even dump all of it I dump like 30 bucks on. I'll tell you right now 30 bucks uh Cordell Patterson you can have like 16 bucks and I'll be on my way if I get either one great if not I, I don't really care um <laughs> Yeah, I, outside of that, like you said, Desmond Ritter, hopefully room for improvement. Um, Bajan Robinson and him hopefully get on the same page quick. They're maybe catching some screen passes, you know, take some pressure off of him. Obviously, we have the continued uh, interesting point that I always bring up is how does this rookie running back do in pass protection? Can he stay on the field? Um, that was one thing Tyler Algier excelled at. Cordero Patterson actually is good at it as well, and that might be why uh, Patterson's sticking around if for some reason uh, – reason, Bajan Robinson struggles once he gets to that next level. I don't anticipate it, though. I think you're going to see uh, a day one contribution, kind of like we saw from Brees Hall last year. Um, you know, come out the gates hot and and, and kind of take the league by storm in, in all aspects. So, um, fingers crossed. I mean, I, I hope he does nasty, and I hope that he, you know, takes pretty much every single running back touch. That way you don't have to worry about where the, uh, the 165 vacated attempts are going. I mean... I'll tell you right now, they'll go to him, and then he's going to take some uh, some off of Algier and Patterson's plate as well. So uh, if you saw him get 250, 270 touches, I wouldn't even be surprised. Yes, I tend to agree. Um, wide receivers, I'll lump in the Titans too, because it's Drake, London, Kyle Pitts, uh, end of the day. Um, other than that, I, I'm not rostering anyone else. Um, on the team at Brandon Scotty Miller, Mac Collins could be a little sleeper. Um, but other than that, like I'm not touching anyone else besides Pitts and 
Drake London. I know Cordero Patterson will probably line up in the slot a little bit, um, but it's a London Pitts show. Pitts had a pretty bad year last year. Only played in 10 games, tied in 33. London started off hot and a decent to wide receiver 36. Uh, again, it comes down to Desmond Ritter. If he takes a step up, I think these two can flourish in the offense. We want to see Pitts become that tight end one overall or in that tier for the last two years, and we haven't seen it yet. I know he's still young, so he has time, but I mean, yeah, people it, invest it's so a hard lot to smash. Like, <laughs> it's so hard to smash a panic button for a guy that I was huge on. I'm glad I didn't take him 101. 22 years old. <laughs> 22 <laughs> years old. Like, he's been in the league. This will be his third season. But the the hesitation that I have and that a lot of people I think are having is that not only did he have a down year last year and then get hurt, like he didn't look involved in the offense. He didn't look engaged in the game plan. And he's never been known as a great blocker. So Arthur Smith runs the ball a ton and he likes his tight ends to block. If he's not doing that, he's going to struggle to stay on the field. I mean, even the guys that we saw that were freak athletic talents that Arthur Smith had before, like John U. Smith and even Delaney Walker, when they, I mean, Delaney Walker's a fantastic blocker. He stayed on the field. John U. Smith got kicked to the curb because he didn't block. Like, Pretty, pretty simple formula from the Arthur Smith uh, School of Coaching. If you don't do what I need you to do in the blocking game, I don't care that you're a freak athlete, which just makes the pick even weirder. But this is the, like the rock and hard place we're stuck between. You know, Pitts is tied to this team for at least one more year. Um, sorry, at least two more years. Right, one, two, three, four. Yeah, four-year rookie contract, and then um, the option. They don't have the, the option after that. So it's it's problematic if you're a dynasty team you're stuck with them probably by now already but if you're a redraft it's i understand why he's slipping from you know the the top tier selection that we all projected him at uh when he came in the league so uh, i wish i had i wish i had a better insight or something i could tell you that i knew secretly about kyle pitts but if he's not going to block he's not going to be on arthur smith's team very long or he's not gonna be playing on our Smith's team yeah which is fine move him he's too t- talented not to be on the field oh yeah and you that's the thing too for them like trade him now before you tank his stock at least he's coming you know last year's hurt you just consider that a wash his rookie year was great he said he almost set the falcons record almost set the rookie record for yardage he's behind dick or something like that so um i mean if, if if that's your plan to not use him or to doghouse him like kendrick Bourne, then just move him yeah if this is brian robinson it's Bijan, right that is correct. Okay, cool. So like, um, I was like, did I say the wrong name for 45 minutes when I talked about him? <laughs> yeah. Other than that, there's not much to not too much to talk about um for the Falcons. So Dallas, you want to start with our last um team? Your Carolina Panthers. Um seven and ten. Weird for this division. Nobody went seven and ten. Uh they technically they improved coming off a five and twelve season the year before, but their offensive ranks minus their rushing, we're all bottom of the barrel. 31st in touches, 20th in points scored, 29th in yards from scrimmage, 28th in passing, and then 10th in rushing yards. Um, just an interesting kind of approach in, in today's NFL to dominate the rushing game and then be so bad in the passing. But um, we'll see what happens. I mean, they they most famously selected um, Bryce Young at quarterback this year, and I think that's going to be the number one um, – 
catalyst for for any potential success that they're going to see this season. If he can figure out if he can play quarterback at a high level, this Carolina Panthers team is built to be good. They bring in Miles Sanders at running back after letting Deontay Foreman go. They still have Chuba Hubbard there, Raheem Blackshear, uh, guys who can kind of <clears throat> play secondary roles. I think I don't think any of them are going to push Sanders for a starting position. Maybe a one A one B with Hubbard, but I, I really even doubt that. I think it's kind of Sanders' job with these guys filling in around him. Um, you've got the guys like LaVisca there still who can who can do some gadgety stuff. Um, Shai Smith, for what it's worth, you know, showed out a couple games last year. Terrace Marshall, they claim, is making strides in camp. But I think all of this is irrelevant if Bryce Young doesn't play great football. If he, number one, if he goes out and gets hurt, which um, I've been saying for like months now, that's going to suck for not only the team, it's going to suck for fantasy, it's going to suck for every single piece around him that, that or other, other player that's tied to him. Um, it's just overall, it's going to suck. And then the flip side is if he, if he stays healthy, every single player takes a bump up. You know, if, if he's a top 10, top 12 quarterback year one, you're looking at great years from newly purchased Adam Thielen. You're looking at probably a great year from Miles Sanders from what he can do out of the backfield when actually asked to do so. You can maybe even count on, uh, LaVisco or Terrace Marshall taking a step forward in their careers. And then you've got guys, um, you know, th- th- that can fill in around them. But I think one of the bigger ones, DJ Shark and, uh, and, and Hayden Hurst are, are guys that are probably, they're certainly not quarterback proof. They're probably most affected by the quarterback play. But Hayden Hurst, you, sh- you saw with Joe Burrow, if he gets involved and he gets the right looks, he's a freak athlete that can do a lot on the football field. And he does block particularly well. DJ Shark, he's shown flashes in the past. He could do it again. I think for me, jury's really out on him more than more than most people. But um, I don't know. It's probably one of the teams that I have the least certainty about in the NFL, but one of the teams that I think has some of the most upside. And in this weak division, I, I don't see any reason they couldn't pull out a, a division win. Yeah, and with Hayden Hurst, um, like we expect Adam Thielen to probably be the one there. I know they brought in Jonathan Mingo as a- – a rookie, um, but he's pretty he's pretty young. He's pretty raw still, um, so he might take him s- some time. Hayden Hurst could be the second option in the receiving game, and when it comes down to tight ends, like the guy that's not going in the top 10, top 12, I'll wait for a guy like Hayden Hurst. Like, the second option in a not saying pass-heavy team, but any NFL team is massive. Like, He's going to yeah. be running around. So he's going to be on the field. Uh, we've seen him do it before. He's He was picked in the first round for for a reason. So I think Hurst could be a very sneaky guy taking in the late round. Maybe I'll switch my dart throw. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, a guy <laughs> with, not, like but... that with speed at with, – with his kind of speed at 6'4", uh, 245, like – that's a, a a matchup nightmare for either a smaller safety or, or a defensive back, or if he gets lined up on a linebacker, like that's the guy that Bryce Young should look for early and often. He probably is his, his closest read because he's going to be closest to the line of scrimmage right. from where he takes off. So, um, you know, rookie, I say it every year, rookie quarterbacks love tight ends. It's just a fact. And, you know, who loves tight ends even more is five foot six rookie quarterbacks. So, uh, it could be a real interesting one with, with Bryce young there. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but a lot of, again, another team with a lot of vacated rushing attempts and vacated targets, 356 rushing attempts and 201 targets. I mean, 
We're just looking at what essentially boils down to an entirely new team. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the guys coming in, Mingo, Bryce Young. Like, it's it's like the guys that they lost were Foreman McCaffrey, DJ Moore. Holy shit, that's... McCaffrey and DJ Moore are, are, are massive names, not even in fantasy in the entire NFL. It's harder. Yeah. It's it's hard to replace. And I, I think they did a, a fine job to replace them in a way. Um, but no one's going to be them, especially right off the bat. But um, I think they're 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 young. Besides, of course, Adam Thielen, but deep enough um, to have some kind of value. Yeah, and like you said, as far as replacing them, like DJ Moore, yeah, it's, it's a huge loss, but it allowed you to add the quarterback that you wanted in Bryce Young. So if it works out, great deal. Um, if you know you move Christian McCaffrey and you bring in Miles Sanders, well, okay, now you don't have to pay Christian McCaffrey that kind of money. You're paying Sanders way less. Great deal. Dante Foreman, kind of the same thing. You weren't paying him huge money, but you found a guy who can replace him. So if if he goes out and plays well, Miles Sanders plays well, Bryce Young plays well, you got to applaud the, the Panthers for all their moves if it works out. Now, if Bryce Young gets hurt and Miles Sanders sucks, you know, everybody in the organization is on the hot seat. Um, and I think that's actually one important thing to mention, too, is the new head coach and Frank Reich bringing over his uh, offensive coordinator as well, Thomas Brown, who came over from the um, the L.A. Rams, who was the assistant head coach or assistant to the head coach uh, under Sean McVay. So you could be looking at a much more interesting offense and offensive scheme this season in, in Carolina than we've seen in the past. So uh, I'm, I'm, for one, very excited to see what happens. Actually, that, that's interesting. Do you know Frank Reich overlapped with Miles Sanders at any point in his career? I'm sure he, I'm sure he did. Because Carson Wentz had Miles Sanders in Philly, right? When Frank Reich was the... I mean, was Sanders was in there? Philly for four years, so I, yeah, probably, yeah. Math that, adds that up, right? makes sense. Yeah, math. I wonder like, if that's why they brought him in. Boom, I'm, I'm a freaking genius. Craig, genius. do you know the answer? <laughs> that's why we need Craig. He always knows. Yep. He sure does. All right. Um, that will do it for the NFC South. That is correct. Um, w- wicked quick. Who's number one? I don't even care about the rest of the league because no, the one is going to make the playoffs. The rest are probably not. I'm going to go Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks, and that's Almost entirely based on my projected quarterback play. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree. I yeah, I think it's gonna be Saints anyways. Um, yeah. Other than that, it's Saints it, number it one, and yeah, I, I, I honestly think that Tampa could be a uh, dark horse for a full tank season too. Um, Baker and Kyle Trask at quarterback. If they could yeah. go and tank for Caleb Williams, I think they do it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I do agree. All right, well, that will do it. We'll see you on the next podcast for me and Dows. Thanks for tuning in. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay
Thank you.